Hi, I'm Silver. And I'm Mira. And welcome to Matcha Mondays. We're two West Coast girls hoping to connect with our audience to discuss all things matcha, our favorite sneaky snacks, mental health, self-love, and of course, body positivity. Hello, everybody. So happy Matcha Day, everybody. It's National Matcha Day, as some of you might know. It's perfect because it falls on a Matcha Monday. And to help us celebrate Matcha Day, we have a very special sponsor. Welcome to our sip segment. And we're so excited that today we are sponsored by Matcha Kari, also known as Matcha.com. Imagine owning that domain. Um, Literally. Literally. Um, so obviously like we always want to try the, the matcha before we introduce it to you guys, just so you know that we've actually tried it and how we feel about it. So matcha curry sent us a buttload of matcha to try out and we've been <laughs> enjoying them all as we, as the days have gone on and we're really excited to share them with you. But before we share them with you, let's learn a little bit, a little bit about matcha.com. For sure. So Matcha.com was actually co-founded by Dr. Andrew Weil and Andre Pasquiola to provide tea lovers everywhere with the world's best matcha from Japan. So the matcha that they get is grown on the pristine hillsides of Uji, just outside Kyoto, by the company's partners, which are Japanese tea farmers, which is really nice that they actually work with actual tea farmers. Yeah. And because of big corporations, there are only less than 60 authentic matcha tea farms left, which sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but every purchase from matcha.com helps protect a few remaining authentic Japanese farms and their farmers. And with us, there's a matcha for everyone. So you can choose from a variety of grades, kinds, and price points depending on your needs and preferences. And we'll actually go over a couple of what they have to offer. And we've tried and tested them. So you can trust our opinion. We are the Matcha Mondays podcast. We do drink matcha here. <laughs> uh, but one thing is for sure, you can expect only the highest of quality matcha from matcha.com, which is a really easy site to remember. As we said, that is an amazing domain to own. Yes, the dream. <laughs> the first matcha that we're trying is very appropriately named because it is called the First Harvest Sipping Matcha. So this is around $29. And what we have found is that it's the best for matcha lattes out of the bunch. It's a very wonderful aroma. It has like a silky froth with a very rich and mellow taste. So with this matcha, like I know we've talked about this before, like sometimes if you want like a cheaper price point, it doesn't mean that it's a bad matcha. It might just be a lower grade and lower grade matchas, honestly, even though it sounds sad, but they're really great for lattes. So like enjoy it. If you are just like getting into matcha and you just want a latte, not like drink it straight, like this is a really good option for you. And I think it's like good for people on a budget too. Like we always yeah. talk about budgeting and, you know, meeting yourself where you're at. So if you can't afford, because I feel like matcha can be a hobby and it is a hobby. It is. It's a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle. Yeah. So I think when, you know, you're just testing the waters, it's really great to know that there are options meant for that purpose. Mm-hmm. So, so you don't need to feel pressured. Like you don't have to get the best of the best. Yeah. But you'll but, get the best of that grade. <laughs> Yes, yes, exactly. And you'll get the best of all the options at matcha.com. Yes. 
They also have an organic option, which is really exciting. So that's called the Tenchi Ceremonial Organic. So not only is it organic, it's also ceremonial grade. And this is around the $40 price point. Um, so this matcha virtually has no astringent or bold flavors, and it has a natural maximal sweetness and a savory flavor of matcha. And um, this is exciting because, like I said, it's an organic form of matcha. So if you want, you know, that kind of green tea powder, that is an option for you. Mm -hmm. Should you choose to indulge? And like I said, ceremonial grade and ceremonial grade is typically meant if you want to, you know, just drink it straight up, um, you know, like a shot, a matcha shot. Silver yeah. likes to take matcha shots as pre-workout so you can join her on getting ready to work out by taking a shot of ceremonial grade matcha yes all right so we're gonna go over one that's actually been my favorite for matcha lattes because i do honestly like a little bit of a higher grade for my matcha lattes because i have a very sensitive palette at this point it's a matcha aficionado. i'm on a matcha aficionado so i really like it's m morning rituals matcha and it's also called daily ritual if you're looking for it on the site and it is ceremonial grade so it's coming in about 52 bucks for 30 grams of ceremonial grade matcha and i really like this one because it has a really like a very crisp sweetness and it also like, and I, I know grass sounds like not good, but it does have like a very like grassy, like earthy flavor, which I really like. Like I like that, like it, it tastes a lot more like authentic and like, I just like that flavor. I guess it's more natural and earthy. Yeah, I like it. It more feels natural. very like balanced. So I really like that flavor. Mm -hmm. So the last one we're going to discuss is called the premium ceremonial master's blend matcha now this mm. is the best of the best la creme de la creme creme de la creme if you will because of what it's actually meant for which i will get into but again because it is the best of the best this is at a higher price point it's around 85 ish ballpark so you know this is definitely a matcha that you would indulge in if you are really into the art of drinking matcha. This is for people who really savor matcha in and of itself. It's not mm -hmm. really, definitely not meant for like a latte. No. Cooking, definitely do not, not meant for that. This do not disgrace the matcha. <laughs> That's blasphemy. Blasphemy. <laughs> but no, this is when you want to have actually what's called koicha. And that's when you have a full bodied thick matcha green tea. So the way that this is made is you add a little bit less water to the matcha powder and you whisk so it becomes a thicker, thicker consistency. And you sip on this. And this blend itself is sweet, sublime, and full of umami. And like I said, this is for people who really just want to enjoy matcha on its own. And again, matcha of this extreme quality is exceedingly both hard to produce and even more difficult to procure so very limited quantities are available which is why again it's a little bit pricier mm -hmm. however because we at matcha monday's podcast got you our listeners we actually have a code for 15 percent off silver 
Would you like to tell them the code? Yes. So our code is Matcha Mondays, all caps and with an S. So Matcha Mondays. And we are super excited to be partnered with them today. And we hope that you go and try out this matcha. We've thoroughly been enjoying it. And we were also given space matcha, which I honestly, I have not tried that one yet. I am very intrigued by it, but soon we will give this a go. So if you're on the site, go look at the space matcha. If you're interested, it's oh, just it's so cute. It's so cute. They're like these tiny little cubes and apparently the same patented process works with the same technology used by NASA, which I think is just so funny and so cool. So go check it out. They have lots of different options on their site. And again, so easy to remember, matcha.com. Just head over and try it out. Try it out and let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. Welcome to a yet again, another episode of Matcha Monday's podcast with your hosts, Mira, that's me, and Silver, that biatch over there. That's the biatch on the other side of the computer. <laughs> Nah, nah, nah. My bestie. My bestie. Was it my bestie for the rest? Bestie? Oh, that's cute. I was going to say my bestie with a chesty. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the Bones bloopers, but there's a there's a part where Booth, the guy who plays Booth, yeah. he tries to say Bud Buddies, but he says Oh, yeah. I have seen those ones. Yeah. <laughs> really funny but so i always think about that like butt buddies we're butt buddies we're butt buddies, butt buddies for um, life butt buddies for life but yes today we're gonna kind of do a little catch up and talk about what are we talking about today we're talking about um and let me surviving talking through... about some very taboo topics so taboo so taboo but we're talking yeah. about surviving through tough times by building resilience and how we have been going through some tough times. Yes. So I think we'll just catch up and kind of talk about some random stuff before we jump into our little serious topic. Yeah. Um, so Silver, tell us about how your week has been, what you've been up to, what life has been like, anything fun going on. I know you have some fun plans today. I do. So my recap, um, because we're not going to just like highlight all the bad things because I don't want to do that and I yeah. think it's productive. I just want to be honest and say that my family health issues have continued. It's been really shitty. It's been very hard on my entire family and mm-hmm. I'm just going to, I've just decided that it's going to get better because it has to. And I am trying everything, yes, in my power to stay grateful and build resilience, which we'll talk later about. But that is just what I'm trying to do. And the good things is I started my new job as a manager at this new organization. And it's been a really like a lot of information. It's a lot of responsibility. It's a huge learning curve for me because I've never been in a position that I've had that much authority or that much power. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's been interesting to navigate. We've already had one person who um, 
has had issues with the company in the past and just based off of her work performance and attitude and it's kind of up to me to deal with that but of course like you're a new person you come in and you're just like hey you are not performing the way you're supposed to be and there's a lot of stuff that I've heard but I can't let that be a bias so I have to start fresh so that's been very interesting to navigate because a lot of me like the caregiver like nurturing side in me wants to like make it okay but that's ultimately up to this person so they're not making it okay and so then you have to take action and steps towards dealing with that and so I'm learning a lot really quickly but I'm really enjoying it it's definitely like I've worked late pretty much every day this week and I think that's just how it is like it sucks because like I'm used to being salary or yeah I guess I'm used to being salary but I was very much so able to leave at five, but this is kind of something that I think it's going to be have to, I'm going to have to work a little bit longer hours sometimes. And I actually really enjoy it. So I don't really mind. Like it is shitty because by the time I get home, like, um, like my part, my husband, like, I feel bad that I'm like, hi, I just, I worked half an hour late and it takes me half an hour to get home. So that's like an hour of time we don't get to spend together. But, you know, we have weekends. We have more time. I'm going to have the rest of my life to spend time with him and other people. So this is just like a new adjustment that I'm getting used to. But I'm definitely really enjoying it. And I feel really good. supported in my role. And I've got some really good people on my team and working for me. <laughs> so that's really fun. Amazing. Yeah. I was just saying, I think it's great that you're finally getting the experience to be a manager because I feel like you've gone from a role where you, you have been managed to now managing. And I know it's been like an interesting jump for you, but I'm happy that you get to do this because I feel like this is so important. And I feel like it's going to translate not just in your workspace, but I feel like you're going to take these skills and use it in your real life. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, work is real life, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, personal yeah. Like life, personal relationships. Life. Like, you'll learn how to set boundaries better and just have more authority. And I think that'll be really great, especially, you know, if you choose to have kids, when you choose to have kids, like you'll have that ability to really know how to like be the manager or in that case, you'd be the momager. The momager. Yes. Yeah. I totally agree. Like I've been having some like really good talks with like Mira and I was talking to my, like my parents because they also own their own business and, like, especially my dad has been in, a, like, a managerial role for the majority of his career. So mm-hmm. it's kind of nice to be able to connect with him on that level and, like, ask advice. And it's kind of just, it's been really nice because I don't, I don't have a bad relationship with my father, but, like, it's never been very close. So as I've been growing into adulthood, like, we've been able to connect more. And especially now that I have this role, I feel like I can go to him a lot more than I've had to in the past so I think it's good yeah it's good all around and I definitely think it's great yeah as you said like for my personal development so learning new things and it's good for me see it yes (laughs) what about you my love you've had a busy week too aside from work it's been interesting work has been fine um I get you know challenged occasionally it's fine. I'm handling it. It's okay. Everything's good. Nothing to complain about. 
Um, and what else have I been? Honestly, for me, it's just been a lot of, I think, just really supporting myself. Mm-hmm. And I guess, like, and in no way the, is this, like, me trying to say anything bad, like, about our friendship at all. But, like, it's it's hard because, like, if Silver, you know, typically, if Silver's really going through it, I'm here to really help her. And if I'm really going through it, Silver's here to help me. But when we're both going through it at the same time, it's really hard for both of us to understand and know, like, when can we tell mm-hmm. that other person something is going on. And for me, I don't, I tend to do the extreme where I'm like, okay, I'm so worried about unloading on somebody that I won't unload at all, which is something I need to work on. But this past week I told myself, I was like, okay, I can't like tell her anything. So this whole week has really just been me dealing with all my problems by myself, which in in retrospect, it taught me that I really can do it. Like yeah. I can take care of myself by myself. It's not the greatest thing in the world. I don't enjoy doing that, but <laughs> I think it's just, it was a good lesson to me to know like what I need to do if that ever happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so this past week was kind of hard just because I was like, okay, I really just gotta like do it with myself and that's fine. But um yeah that was that was a little difficult for me but it also opened my eyes to realizing that like I do have other supports that I just didn't really think I did have at the time yeah but like I had a really nice conversation with my aunt and I had a really nice conversation with like one of my close friends from high school it was just eye-opening it was nice to see that like silver is my ride or die best Mm -hmm. friend we tell each other everything but sometimes you can't tell your best friend everything if they're not in the right headspace. And that's mm-hmm. something I was like, I'm going to respect that. I don't want to overwhelm her and I'm going to honor the boundaries we have set with each other. But when you do that, then you need to realize like, okay, also alienating yourself is not the way to go. Yeah, Like you can have a best friend that you tell things to all the time, but there's a time and a place to do that. So knowing and making sure you have other supports is so important. Like you don't want to just isolate your life having one support, which is Another thing I was reflecting on, because I see people sometimes, like, especially if somebody gets a partner, Mm -hmm. like I've met people who only talk to their partner and they don't talk to anyone else. And it's just them and their partner. And I'm like, what are you going to do when your partner leaves or something? Like, what if something bad happens? What if, like, God forbid, but what if they pass away? What if they have to go somewhere really like long distance and they can't really talk to you anymore? Uh, what if you guys break up like you know things like that you can't put all your eggs in one basket and Mm -hmm. I think people need to realize that and that's the same with friendships like I can't just have one best friend I mean she is my best friend but you know what I mean like I just can't have her yeah and have no other supports because that's not healthy yeah so I think in a way it's just teaching me to like better understand where other people are in my life Mm -hmm. and that again, it was a good reflection for me to be like, okay, I do have actually, I have a lot of support that I yeah. didn't think I had at the time. But because of the situation, I realized I actually have so many people who are here rooting for me. Mm-hmm. And that was just like a nice thing to realize because now as we're recording, I'm definitely in a much, much better headspace, which mm-hmm. is really great. I like am 10 times happier. Um, I was very reflective this morning on my life. 
Yeah. But um, yeah, I think I, I, I'm channeling good energy for Silver's family. I think we're both going to feel a lot better this coming week. I think this coming week is going to be really good. I think it's going to be just chiller, yeah. nicer. I think it's not going to be like it'll be busy work-wise but i don't think it's gonna be busy life-wise hope so it'll just be like a nice break yeah well i think too and not to intrude on your check-in just because this Go is how for it. no i we was were... i was kind of wrapping it up yeah. at that point <laughs> yes we were like involved in each other's lives so wholeheartedly yeah and it is a good thing and like honestly like i knew that without mira too like there's so many things i wasn't telling her and so many things she wasn't telling me and how weird that felt because we both knew like I can't do this to her. Like, it's really not fair. She's going through it. She doesn't need my shit. And yeah, usually we take turns with our mental breakdowns or we take turns with our chaos. So it was very weird. And we like communicated that to each other. We're like, this is just really weird. Like, this feels really weird for you not to know. And like, I was like, I miss you. And she's like, I miss you too. And it was just really like, I literally, I cried at one point. I don't think I even told you this, but you said like, if you need me to come there, I will be there. And I was just like, Mm. I would like, of course, and I have like my husband, my mom, my sister, my dad, like I have really good support. So I'm really, really lucky, but I've never just like had someone who's like, if you need me to come and hold your hand, I'm coming. And I haven't had that. And it's really sad because I've have had situations where like I've ended up in hospital and someone who was supposed to be like my best friend at that point was like, let me know if you want me to be there. Like, I'm going to go do this. And I'm like, I'm literally in the hospital. Like, I shouldn't have to ask you to come and spend no. time with me or Hospital me. is like a no- non-negotiable. Like, yeah. you just go. Yeah. And ask. like At that point, I wouldn't ask. I would just show up. Exactly. But that's what I'm saying. Like, like, yes, it's good to have boundaries. It's good to have relationships where you have other people. But like, I think it showed Mira that she can support herself and she has other supports that she should lean on and it doesn't just always have to be me. And I think it made me realize that like, not that I ever, ever think I can't rely on Mira for absolutely everything, but like, it was just like, oh my God, she loves me this much that she would be willing to come. Like she would be willing to do that for me. Yeah. So it's like, it's dumb, a, dumb, no. dumb, dumb. I know. But like, it's been like, we both have relationship trauma. We both have friendship trauma. Like, And it's just really nice as an adult to have like that relationship with Mira where I can say to her, I just can't really talk to you for a week. (laughs) And she's like, and I can't really talk to you for a week. Like, we just need to get through this check in. Like, we would still check in with each other. Like, hey, are you okay? Like, do we need to like find some supports for you or like or what? And then we're finally kind of at a place where we're able to like share bits and pieces of what's been going on without like overloading or oversharing. Mm-hmm. So it's just really nice to have like a healthy relationship, like a healthy, I think this is how a, yeah, a healthy friendship works. Yeah. <laughs> and I just like, I haven't really had that before and I don't think really you have either. So it's nice. Not to this extent. No, I do have really good friends, but yeah. it's not to this. It's a sisterhood. Uh, yeah yeah exactly like i adore my friends to death and they know i do but again like our relationship is more of a sister relationship yeah than i would say a friendship yeah and like you're so involved like in we're my so family. involved in each other's lives yeah. like i am part of your family you are part of my family like yeah. my grandparents will talk to her on the phone like that's the talk point to them at, this morning so. <laughs> yeah yeah this morning oh my god yeah <laughs> i like when this person 
what I don't know, I'll share it a little bit, but like when my grandpa is in a hospital, like he literally was FaceTiming Mira and was like, is it okay if I call her? Like he was so worried if it was long distance or not. And he's like, I was like, no, it's FaceTime. Like use the Wi-Fi. like call mm-hmm. her if you want. And it's just, it's so nice to see that because like everybody loves her and she's like totally involved in this. So it's nice that she can actually be a part of my life and like, all aspects of it and not just like Mm -hmm. oh she's my friend that comes and visits sometimes and i go visit her like yeah she's just a part of it so yeah that's it's really nice to have it is nice to have i feel like it's kind of funny because like so i mean if if you don't want me to share this no you share it like just yeah yeah sure but like silver's mom has like a sister but we say it in quotes because like they're not blood related, but they mm-hmm. are blood related. Yeah. And I feel like that's how Silver and I are. Yeah. Like, I feel like we're not obviously related by blood, but we are related. So yeah. Like... In every way that matters, like, we're like, yeah, yeah. we're family. I don't know if I like, I don't want to like, because I know like that relationship with your mom is so like deep. So like, I don't want to like yeah. undermine that or overmine you know what I'm trying to say yeah no, I know what you're trying to say I but like also to draw that comparison. no no I think it is honestly because like so my mom um her sister my aunt they're blood sisters and they've been like friends since they were I think like five or something and blood sisters since they were 10 but in every way that matters in any way that doesn't honestly she's my aunt like I don't I don't ever think of her as not being So, like, I'm kind of used to having family that's not biologically related and, like, my aunt's parents or my grandparents. Like, I always, when I was growing up, like, they're German and I would go to school and they'd be like, where is your, like, what's your background? Like, everyone put the pin on where your family is from. And I'd be like, here, here, here and Germany. And I'm like, I am German. Like, I am German. I have German grandparents, so I must be German. And, like, never, ever, ever was a question to me and still isn't that they are my family. So like, I don't think family needs to be blood related at all. I think you make your family. No. And like, it was funny. So I had therapy this week and I was kind of venting to my therapist kind of about, like, I don't, I don't really share a lot about therapy because I, I, it's funny because like, this is a mental health podcast and like, we both go to therapy openly, Mm -hmm. but like for me, I'm still a little shy about it for some reason yeah i'm trying okay. to be better about it but um when i was talking to my therapist i was kind of just venting about like some family stuff and i was saying like you know it's kind of disappointing that there are certain people that i am blood related to that i don't understand why i am mm-hmm. and then you know there are people that i'm not blood related to that treat me more than these members of my family treat me as like like they I'm more of a family member to them, but whatever. And my therapist was like, well, you know, you can't choose blood family, but you have chosen family. Yeah. And that is family at the end of the day. It doesn't matter whether you share the same blood type or family traits or whatever. Like at the end of the day, that is your family because you choose to have them be your family. Mm -hmm. So. Can we just talk about this? Sure. Okay. Because I feel like. I'm so down. Okay. So yeah, I'll just change the topic. Okay. So. We went into this podcast, as you probably heard, like, three minutes ago at this point, thinking we're going to talk about building resilience. But honestly, like, I think families and friendships and, like, chosen families is a really important thing, too. And I think as um, 
I think our the culture in general has changed that you don't necessarily need to be with people or be a part of a family that's not treating you well and that's okay. Yeah. You can like walk away from it if you need to. I think that's I think also that really important to talk about. Needs to be. Yeah, I was going to say I think that specifically needs to be normalized because I yeah. think you know with Asian families like we're both Asian. Yep. Um with Asian families there's this uh concept that's driven in our minds since literally we're children that no matter how these family members treat you you just need to accept it and you need to respect them because they're older and it doesn't matter how they're treating you yeah because you're younger and they're an elder or they're your mother or they're your father or uncle whatever grandparent you just have to suck it up and respect them and you just need to basically like lack of better phrasing just take their shit yeah and I really hate that because I think it's such a toxic mindset and I get really silver noses about me, but when we have conversations with other people and our childhoods are brought up and when people try to justify mm -hmm. abuse, yeah, I get so mad. Silver knows this. She'll look at me. She's like, oh no, like this I is know, not like, a good conversation for me. Like, no, 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 we should like <laughs> yeah. silver would like try to change the topic and I'm just sitting there like, yeah, because it's like, wrong. Literally, yeah, it's yeah, it's not. And I hate that even like our generation, like you've noticed this too, Silver, like our generation still justifies it. They're mm -hmm. like, oh, well, they didn't know any better. It's fine. Or it's just in our culture. It's fine. No, yeah. it's not fine. Abuse is abuse. Yeah. Whether it's emotional, physical, sexual, psychological, at the end of the day, abuse is abuse yeah. and it's not okay. Yeah. And so if you need to get away from a family member because they're not giving you the respect and they're not treating you literally like a human being, you're allowed to leave. It doesn't matter what they are to you. Yeah. Well, I was, um, right before I left my old job and I had to be very careful about how I tell this story because confidentiality, but, yeah. um, basically there's a situation where the child was on disability and they're like, they're an adult, but they're still the child. And, um, the mother was actually collecting that disability on their behalf and using it towards the rent of the home that the child and the parent were living in. And the child was talking to me about, I, I, I'm being abused pretty much at home. The issue is this person is over the age of like someone who could be saved by child protective services. So I was like, okay, you're an adult. You, you can leave. You have that option. And um, mm -hmm. the child was like, what? Like, what about my mom? Like, how is she going to pay rent? I'm like, you know what? It, none of us can afford to pay rent. Like none of us can afford to buy anything, but you know what we do as an adult is we figure it out. Like there's loans, there's whatever. We can take an extra job. You figure it out as an adult. If you need to survive, you do not rely on your child to support you at a certain point. And like, I understand. And I do like, <laughs> sounds so biblical but i do understand like you honor your parent but only if that parent is deserving of that honor so oh, yeah absolutely yeah so like i i just want anyone who's listening who feels responsible to take care of their parents 
I understand. Do it if they deserve it. If you have that relationship, if they are paying you. Emphasis on if they deserve it. (laughs) Yes. If they deserve it. Like, yeah, in the way where it's reciprocated. Like, there's sometimes, like, of course, if, like, my mom or dad, like, couldn't afford to pay something and I could afford to, like, I would do that because they are amazing and they have been always been very, very giving to me. So, of course, like, I, I would help them. But if I was in a situation where I was being abused by someone in my family and they were like, can I have some money or can you help me with this? I'd be like, oh, <laughs> no, yeah. Are you crazy? like absolutely not. And like, yeah, I've had conversations with my friends who did grow up in because like I'm eighth generation Canadian on my Asian side. So we're very, very like westernized, but there's always that like ingrained like generational trauma and I know that my dad feels it and it feels responsible. And what I am trying to like move away from is not feeling responsible for the people in my life and family members in my life who do not deserve this love and care. Because if they weren't a family member, I would never participate in yeah. this person's life. And I feel like that says a lot. So, like, when I have conversations with my friends who were raised in, like, a first-generation home, and they're like, I need to do this because my parents, blah, blah, I can't follow my passions, and blah, blah. And even, like, if anyone's seen Crazy Rich Asians, when they're like, oh, like, all North Americans talk about following your passion, and, like, that's not what you do. You do what's right for your family. And I do think, to a certain extent, family is important, and again, when they deserve that. But if... Um, but if that family is not treating you well, and if that family is also not doing anything to support themselves and in a way you're kind of enabling them, then I do think you need to do what's right for you. You do not owe them your money. You don't owe them really anything after a certain extent, like if they don't deserve it. And that can be a really hard reality and a really hard pill to swallow, but Honestly, like you have to live for yourself at a certain point. And a part of being an adult is figuring out your own shit and relying on yourself. Part of being an adult is being able to function on your own and not have what? My. Part of being an adult also is like, I feel so strongly about this, Mm -hmm. is you don't have kids. So they take care of you. Mm -hmm. You have kids because you choose to have them because you want to have kids. You do not go in to childbearing thinking it's okay because they'll provide for me the moment they can start working that's so fucked up like it makes me so angry especially like people who have because i get it you know you have to consider the education and the environment in which people grow up and to a certain extent i personally can understand but for me when i see people that have grown up with the same education the same understanding around what comes with having a child when you have a child knowing one you can't provide for them Mm -hmm. two it's not a smart decision and three you're going into it thinking they're going to be the basically like a monetary source of income for you yeah i can't even stress how screwed up and abusive that is yeah because no child wants to be born in this world thinking they just need to work for somebody else Mm -hmm. they didn't even have the choice of being born yeah. Uh, I feel very strongly about no, that. No, and I, like, it I makes totally me really angry sometimes when I yeah. think about it. And yeah. I, I like I totally agree 
like I think my the way my family is set up I'm very fortunate in which like there's a certain certain people in my life that a hundred percent do deserve like when they get older when they need to retire when they can't work any anymore they do deserve that support from not just like me but like multiple people in my family whoever can support they do deserve it but then there's certain people in my family that if they needed that support and all of a sudden like and it has happened where they will come out of nowhere and be like hey i need money like and i am like someone of higher authority than you and whatever like so you should take care of me you should give me the money when i'm like uh without revealing too much about my own family but like you use substances why would i why would i support that why would i enable you you yeah. have nothing to do with my life being like a present family member like yeah. if they come out of the woodwork like out of nowhere being like i need money like yeah what does that make you like a shitty family member yeah and it always it sucks to me especially watching like my dad who has other siblings and he's the only one doing absolutely anything to support his family and no one else is at this point and it's that might be rough but i don't think my family other family listens to this podcast anyway but like it just it sucks to see that happen and it sucks to see how And I guess in a way it's admirable to see my father and how much care he puts into taking care of his family. But at the same time, I'm like, they don't deserve it. Like you're like killing yourself and bending over backwards to like get this. Like I'm proud of you from your family. It's never going to happen because Asian families. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard because yeah it's like to a certain point you get to a time in your life where you just need to understand that sometimes things just won't change yeah and you just have to take it at face value and then you have to make your decision based on the circumstance like for Mm -hmm. me you know again growing up with that asian mentality of you need to respect those who are older than you and Mm -hmm. those, you know, in my case, parents, you know, and growing up, like, you know, for, for a long time, I didn't really realize the treatment that I was going through was abnormal, even for Asian standards. Yeah. Um, But, you know, you get to a certain age where, you know, you put two and two together, you realize things aren't okay at home. And it's, it's funny because like, I always say like Asian mentality, you know, we need to break out of it. The fact that my own family like not my parents but like my external family the fact that they even were noticing that the way i was being treated was wrong yeah really spoke volumes to me because i'm like they're old-fashioned still like they're pretty chill for all things considered but they're still pretty old-fashioned when it comes to respect and discipline and things Mm -hmm. like that and like they you know practice in some things that i don't like i don't like i don't agree with Mm -hmm. but even they were like, this is really fucked up. And for them to say that, like, that made me think, okay, this is not okay. I need to honestly break generational trauma. Yeah. And I just have to cut off these ties I have right now. And the thing too is, you know, it's, it's, it's hard because it's like, I was young when I had to do this. I think I was like, I was either emancipated or not emancipated yet, but like 
for all things considered, I was, you know, just a new adult, like barely an adult. Yeah. And it's crazy that at that age, I was able to make that decision already. Like people don't realize that they're supposed to cut toxic people to like mid age, you know, like forties, fifties. Yeah. But like for me to realize at 18 or 17 or 18, yeah. Hey, this isn't okay. I need to cut out the people that I thought are the most important people in my life because of the way I've been treated. Like that made me think, you know, it's really important to follow your gut, but also like you can't take abuse and mistreatment for a long amount of time because I think honestly people are going to lose respect for you too. And you like, probably lose respect for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Because like, and, and going off of what I said, like people, sometimes you just have to accept people won't change. You know, like I'm not going to lie. Like there are days where I'm like, damn, like I kind of wish that these people would think about how they treated me. Mm-hmm. And what makes me mad is like, I was still a kid. Like you yeah. can't just, you can't call me an adult when it's convenient for you. Yeah. For all things considered, I was still a child. Yeah. Like 18. I'm still technically a teenager. Like yeah. you can't just be like, oh, well, you know what? They're an adult and they'll just figure it out because I had to figure it out. Then why the fuck did you have a kid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, anyway, I don't want to get too into it. But again, like, as somebody who's had to do this herself, Mm -hmm. you just have to accept that sometimes people just won't change. And sometimes people are just what they are. And we've discussed this on a previous episode where Silver was like, her mom said, sometimes you just have to not be surprised. Like, why are you surprised by the person's behavior if that's how they are every single time? Yeah. And that's what I had to tell myself. I had to tell myself this at 18. I was like, you know what? They're going to be like this for the rest of their life. And Mm -hmm. I can't change that. And it's not like I didn't have these conversations with them. It's not like I didn't sit down with them and be like, this is not okay what you're doing to me. This is not okay. This has to stop. Yeah. So, you know, that's the thing. You can pick and choose who is your family member. No matter. Sorry. You can pick and choose who your family is, no matter how close or how far they are. If they are mistreating you and disrespecting you and you have expressed to them why that's not okay, and they still continue to do so, you just have to accept at the end of the day, that is how they are. But you can choose what to do moving forward. You can choose, am I going to be miserable and let these people disrespect me for the rest of my life? Or am I going to, and it's hard, but cut these people off knowing that you will be happier because you're not going to constantly have that negative energy. Yeah. So, well, especially because and the only way I can like kind of make sense of this and compare it to is kind of like like me and I both mixes of different cultures, like genetically, like we have different mixes. And what happens, especially if you even look at fucking like dog breeds and everything like mixed dogs, they have learned and they're biologically they have learned how to live longer and live healthier and better lives because of the mixes so every every single person is a genetic makeup of their history and everything those people have learned like health-wise genetically like biologically that's how we how we live longer so that's why we're looking and i'm just because this is how my brain works you look at a mixed dog and it's gonna live longer than a purebred because you learn more there's more genetic understanding of how to survive and what i have found with families like 
people who have been in the same families who have never, yeah, like cut off the bad things, moved away and like learned from the generational trauma that will continue because how can it not? Like if you are surrounded by that and that's all you know for your entire life, that's all your parents know, all your grandparents know, there's not going to be any change. And it's going to be really hard to make that change until you literally have to turn around and be like, you can't be in my life anymore because I'm not learning. I'm not growing because you are not treating me the way I deserve. And honestly, they probably won't learn until you teach them that lesson. Exactly. Because that's how generational trauma works. And then I think we're finally at this time in our lives and in this year of 2022 where we're like, actually, like my best friend can be my sister. If my sister, I fucking love my sister. So Bay, if you're listening to this, not about you. But we love her. She's the baby sister. Love, love that bitch. But like, if you have a sister who's not treating you well, fine. Bay's probably like, okay, thanks. She's like, thanks. <laughs> but if you have a sister who's not treating you well, who's abusive, who you just can't have them in your life anymore for whatever reason, you can find another sister. Like you can learn yeah. from that other sister, and it doesn't have to be biologically. Because what I have found with my little and like of course every family is fucked like that's just how families are everyone has their own shit and how could they not so but the thing if it's what you choose to do with your shit though i think exactly and if you choose to bring different people in with different experience like like mira is kind of like our new family member and she has all this new experience that we get to learn from and that we get to love from her and now we have we have learned how to be different and how to care for people differently and how other things work because we have this other person that has been brought into our lives. And the same with like my aunt when, even though she's been there from the fucking get go, but like, yeah, she's not biologically related to me, but the amount of things that I've learned from this woman and with all her experience and all her love, like I couldn't have got that from some, an aunt I actually have who's biologically related to me. I've, I've never learned anything from that bitch. So like (laughs) (laughs) she doesn't know. I do not mind if she knows that either. But, but what I'm saying is like, I have found that there's always more success with mixes because that's how it works. Yeah. Different experiences, but you're right. Like people are never going to learn how to, what, People won't know what life is like if they don't take those chances, I think, mm-hmm. too. Like, how do you know your life won't be better if you don't do the obvious thing? It's like when you have a piece of, not a piece of bread, because that's not true. But it's like when you have a plant okay. and part of the plant leaf is dying, you cut the dead part off mm. and the plant survives, right? And it grows. It better grows more leaves it's the same thing it's like how how do you know your life won't get better if you don't cut the bad parts out of your life yeah i've cut if nobody believes it i will be the testament of this i have cut every toxic person and thing from my life and i have never been happier and some of these decisions i've had to make have been the hardest decisions of my life yeah and i still to this day can say i've never been happier Mm mm-hmm So 
if that doesn't tell you to cut some of these people out of your life, I don't know what will. I literally like cut off somebody who I thought would be my person. Like I thought they were my soulmate. I thought this was it. I had to cut them off. I had to cut somebody who literally raised me since I was out of the womb. I had to cut them off. I mean, it's crazy and it sucks, but I am happy because I don't have to deal with all that shit anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's not like, you know, I didn't have conversations with them. I don't believe in just cutting people off without having a discussion. Yeah. I don't think that's correct. Yeah. I think that's kind of the easy way out. Mm-hmm. I think you need to do the responsible thing and talk and advocate for yourself, but also try to reach a conclusion. If you can't, then it makes sense to cut that person off. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like I am living proof yes. that you can do it. <laughs> And yeah. at a young age, too. Mm-hmm. Don't use age as an excuse. I did this when I was 18. No, so. but, like, obviously, like, that all being said, which I completely, 100% wholeheartedly agree with and have witnessed, mm-hmm. but that's not being said. That being said, you should do it safely, right? So, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. I only did it when I was able to. Yeah, which, so do it when you're it, able yeah. to, when you have the resources. And, like, of course, that's not all being said too that it won't be the most fucking miserable and difficult time of your life oh yeah and it's going to be hard it's going to be painful you're going to miss these Mm -hmm. people always probably like having flashbacks yeah (laughs) but then like living proof we have our dearest mira here who now has like so many people around her who love and adore her and want her and like ask for her to be a part of their lives so that will happen. You will find new people. You because it's just a natural thing. Like when you get rid of the dead leaf, like new plants will grow around you too. So you are going to build this community for yourself. You're going to survive. You are going to get through forest. it. It's going to happen. You're going to have a forest, a lush, beautiful forest of light and love. But like. It's going to be fucked and hard and then you'll get there and we promise you, you will. You just need to cut off those bad leaves and you will flourish. Yeah, I think you and I were talking about how sometimes when shit gets really hard for us, we're like, oh, I wish this would never happen. But then we're always like, well, you know what? If we didn't have bad parts of our life, we wouldn't appreciate the good parts of our life because our life would be boring. Yeah. And so that's honestly like when people, it was so funny. I was really self-reflecting today. Silver <laughs> was mentioning this in the car, but I made like a post on my Instagram and I was saying how it's just really funny to think where I was this day three years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I have not talked about any of this really on the podcast. I really want to, like, I really want us to do an episode where I talk about my awful relationship and I talk about what happened at home and like what happened at university and cyberbullying. like I really have endured a lot I won't say I've gone through everything I definitely have not but I I definitely have gone through a lot and with selling silver it's kind of funny because like I look back on it and I would never wish any of those experiences on anybody and that time in my life was probably one of the darkest moments of my life. Like I was considering like not continuing forward with living Mm -hmm. to put it nicely. (laughs) Like it it was really, really, really dark, but honestly, I would not be the person I am today without any of those experiences. And if I had to do my life all over again, as awful as those moments were, 
I think I would go through it again mm-hmm. just because of who I am now. Yeah. And honestly, if I didn't go through all of it now, I wouldn't have my family that I have now. Yeah. Silver. I wouldn't be so like I wouldn't have the privilege now that I have to see my grandparents every day if I want to, which is something I dreamed about as a kid. I would dream about being able to hang out with my grandmother and grandfather every mm. single day. And now it's to the point where I'm like, I've already seen you guys. <laughs> I don't need to see you today. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, a joke. I, I adore them to death. Yeah. But you know, it's just interesting when you self-reflect. But yeah, you're right. It is really fucking hard. And it's not going to be easy. Especially when you have trauma bonds and mm-hmm. you connect with somebody because of a problem you have. Yeah. Like if you have an abandonment issue, yeah, it's going to be even 10 times harder for you to leave a relationship if it's toxic. Mm-hmm. Or if you have, you know, financial issues. Like if you're dependent on this person, like you said, it's really hard when you have these things that make it worse for you when you're in these kinds of relationships. So it's with a parent. Like if you rely on an, on an, um, sorry, when you rely on an abusive parent for like living. Yeah. You can't leave because of that. And that's why it's really fucking hard, which is why, like, for me, I had to plan basically my escape. Like, I had to plan how I was going to do it, how I was going to leave safely. We had to do the same thing when I was in my really bad relationship. Mm -hmm. Silver had to sit and plan with me how I was going to get out of it so I would be safe. So you're right. Like, Silver, you said that. But you, you know, we say, like, you should just do this. But obviously, you know, do it when you're safe. Yeah. But try to like put in a plan like then there are ways to do it. Like I took some of the hardest routes I've had to to get out of these situations. But there are all, there's always a way, I think. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's ever a situation where there's never a, a was it there's never a way out. Yeah. I always feel like there is a way. It might not be the easiest way, but there is a way. Yeah. And if you don't have a mirror or a silver to guide you and help you out of there, there's literally professionals that you can seek yeah. out and they can be those people for you until you can have your own tribe of people because yeah. that's their job like there's so many amazing people who spend their lives and have dedicated their careers to helping people out of situations like this so yeah. there is always someone even if that's not your bestie or your like sister your mom like there is someone out there that can help you through this and that's their entire job yeah like the people that helped me plan how i was gonna leave home they're like 90 percent of them aren't in my life anymore Mm -hmm. which is fine but like that's the thing though it's like they're just use who you have you know use your resources like you said like I, I didn't have silver at that time. I wish I did, but I didn't. So, you know. Yeah, but it's, it's so true. My mom always says when shit hits the fan and I what, literally today, yesterday, have been reminding myself is that like all of this is teaching me and teaching all of us and everyone around me, like even Mira's involved in this, like how how to go about it next time. Or if someone, this happens to someone else in our life, how can we support them? So it's, my mom says, my what my mom says is it's character building and uh, all these like shitty, I know, 
but all i know that's why mir and i always say to each other too like why is this necessary like why can't we just have the fucking rose color glass life like but in in reality we have to take a step back and like finish our pity party and like woe is me time and go actually our lives are really fucking great and well you know you and i sorry to interrupt you and i were talking about how we think like you know, we look at actors and actresses and look at their lives and we're like, oh, like it would be so great to have their life. I am honestly like, despite you and I and like all the shit we have to deal with mentally and like emotionally, I still think we are probably happier. A hundred percent. Yeah. So it's like, sorry. <laughs> no, I totally agree. But that's why everything in your life is for a purpose. And whether that purpose is so that you can be a better person than you were before so you have more education i always think especially because of just the field that i've always worked in everything i've been through has made me more empathetic towards other people and i've yeah. connected with people literally because of the similar situations that have happened to that person that happened to me and we can connect on that level where i'm like oh wait like you get it like you're not just here with me which is beautiful you don't have to like have the same trauma to be compassionate and empathetic but it's so different when you connect with a person and that's why group therapy is so amazing where you can be like you're not just saying like i'm sorry you're going through this and i and i get it you you do get it which is why i think all my friends have so much trauma (laughs) but Because we all get it. (laughs) Because we all get it. Like, we can sit here and be like, I've had a really shit week. And it's not just shitty because the week was shitty. It's shitty because of all the things, other things I've had to endure to this point. And then you're like, I understand. Like, been there. Here with you, bitch. Like, it's so different. So. It is really different. It's so funny, too, because I feel like, like, you, Silver, and then we have, like, another friend, too, that, like, We've all kind of gone through a lot. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's funny that we, we're we still healing, but we're like at a point where we can like kind of joke about how it's <laughs> happened. Like, I just think about how funny it would be if I met these two people like five years ago. I don't think we would be like the way we are no. at that point. I think we'd all be like fucking dying. We're like <laughs> all just starting therapy and like have no idea. Like, like, oh yeah, no, nope. Was not in a good place back then but yeah. in a better place now a way better place so way better place yeah but yeah it's uh it's hard but the great thing is is i think to kind of bring this back to center is at the end of the day you can choose who your family is and you don't have to ever adhere to cultural quote unquote guidelines like Mm -hmm. just because your culture says you need to honor this person in your life fuck no if they're disrespecting you if they're treating you like shit take those scissors and they're gone that's just how it is and if people are sitting and questioning them or questioning you for it and they're giving you shit for it then they don't respect you because the person respects you yeah literally add them to that (laughs) snip them off too just cut everyone (laughs) don't do that yeah but yeah i don't know like i said the people that are in my life right now are the people that have supported me who have been there for me through everything and anyone who has ever disrespected me and made me feel lesser than i have removed them from my life and i'm telling you it's so nice 
<sighs> like I said, I was reflecting three years ago. It's so nice to wake up every morning and not think that my life is going to be over. Yep. <laughs> so nice That's not to nice think feeling. that something really bad is going to happen to me in like two hours. So it's just great. Yeah. It's different. You know? <laughs> it's a nice change. It's really fucking nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. What a day. What a day. But we get to wrap her up. <laughs> yeah okay should we wrap her up i think i've said all i have to say so i have yeah. all i would like to say but yes this was our this is our episode it was awesome. a very very deep 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 topic and if you're feeling like drained by this episode or in any way um take some time today to just practice some mindfulness there's really good exercises that is my favorite one where at the end of a really hard session that I've had with a client or a hard day, I imagine a really like beautiful mystical box of some sort or like a treasure chest. And you think of all the things that are on your mind and try to make them personified either as like visions of people or words or feelings or colors and then put them in the box put that box away and put it on the shelf because those mm. feelings and thoughts and situations you can access at any time. They're safely in that box waiting for you. But if you don't need them for the rest of the day and if they're not serving you, then away on the shelf they go. So if this, Bye-bye. yes, if this episode brought up any of those kinds of feelings, put, put them in the box so that you don't need them for the rest of the day. But thank you so much for being here. And if you can relate to anything we said, we do want to earnestly say to you that we do get it and we are so sorry that you're going through this, but we are here with you every step of the way. Of course, you can always reach out to us. And if you're going through anything, if you need help finding resources, Mira and I, as I'm not the best Googler as we've um, explained, but I am really good at finding resources. So you need any help with that like don't hesitate to reach out like we want you to feel comfortable doing that and um yeah if you're in a situation like this i really hope that you're one day able to either resolve that by either leaving or you know doing that whenever you can feel safe or if it actually just resolves itself and everyone figured their shit out like that's honestly the ideal so we hope that for you. We wish that for you. But if that's not the situation, then we just wish the best for you. So, yes. yeah, I agree. And that was a beautiful way to put it. So I have nothing more I can say. I think I think you ended it off in a great tone. We are Thank always you. here for you guys. If you ever need anything, don't feel alone. Yeah. And yeah, I guess. If you guys want to keep up with us, we're always on TikTok, Pinterest, Instagram, at Matcha Mondays Podcast, and you can follow Silver Sustainable Art Business at Silver Room Gallery. I am currently on private, actually, at Matcha Mira, (laughs) but you can request to follow me. I have my reasons. I will explain in a couple episodes later. I will will tell everyone what's going on, but (laughs) right now I'm private, but you can request to follow me. Don't worry. I'll, I'll accept you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, keep up with us. Um, see what we're up to. New episodes every Monday. Mm-hmm. So, and again, thank you so much for matchakari slash matcha.com for sponsoring today's episode. 
If you want 15% off your matcha order, just type in the code MATCHAMONDAYS with an S at the end and enjoy some matcha with us. And we can't wait to hear what you think about it. We have been enjoying their matcha for weeks now. So we hope you enjoy and we hope you have a lovely rest of your day wherever you're at. And with that being said, have a great... Matcha Matcha Monday. Monday.